Hey guys, welcome to our very first episode of the new podcast. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> so, um, you might remember us from Sister Night Podcast. My name is Madeline. I'm Charlotte. And I'm Josh. And here's Cindy. So, I figured we could introduce a little bit about ourselves and also about our podcast. So... I'll start. Okay. My name's Madeline. I am 34 years old. I am a mother to a one and a half year old. I'm married and I work in the financial industry and uh, I have two dogs. <laughs> um, my name is Charlotte. I am 27 years old. I work in the healthcare industry. And um, what else? What else about me? <laughs> I'm, finishing You're... My, I'm finishing my degree. And uh, relationship status? I'm single. Single. <laughs> My name is Cindy. I'm 31 years old. I'm a, I'm a nurse, a soon mother to be. I lo I currently yay. I recently moved to North Carolina, and I'm amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Josh. I'm the baby of the family. I'm the only boy of uh, three amazing older sisters. That would uh, be us. That yes. would be us. <laughs> yes. I'm recently starting a new career as a uh, patient care technician. And yeah, I'm just here to learn how to become a better adult. Great segue. So the new podcast, if you couldn't tell by the title, is, you know what I mean, it's about how do we become better adults, yeah. you know? We're sitting here navigating adulthood, and the whole podcast, or the premise of the podcast, is to try to help each other out through this path. Yeah. We're all in different stages of our adulthood. Sometimes I think, as adults, we don't always ask for advice amongst our peers, so hopefully this podcast will be that, like the friends in your head that you can go to for advice on different things. Yeah. Hopefully the friends in your head, not the voices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I thought that the best way to start this podcast would be what is that critical moment that everyone goes through, the coming of age experience where you go from being a kid to being an adult. We've all had to go through it, and I was hoping to get some insight as to when you thought that that moment was for you. For me, at least for me, it was a gradual process. I feel like my entire 20s, I'm still coming <laughs> of age, and hopefully I still got a couple more years to go. If I had to pinpoint an exact moment where it kind of hit me, like, oh my god, like, I'm kind of an adult now, I have to, like, act accordingly, was when, because I had moved out of my mom's house earlier but actually moving into an apartment on my own I hadn't like I've done I did nannying I did rooming so I did a couple of different living situations prior to me getting an apartment on my own and then and the same like that same year I got a new car you know and then I was doing school and like a full-time job so it just like all kind of culminated at the same time and how old were you around that time that you got I think I was 21, 22. 21, yeah. 22? Yes, around that time. So it, it definitely, like, hit me. You know, I had to I had to put a deposit down for, like, the, the oil and, the, yeah. like, you know, the electricity bill. And it was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> you oh, know, I had to buy all these, like, real things. And I had to Crash work. course in Exactly. When I got a car, I had, to, I had to think about adult things like gap insurance. Like, I didn't, I had to do all this research. And... 
it was just like, yeah, you have to, you have to be an adult now. This mm-hmm. is what it's really about. So I, if I had to pinpoint it, I think that's it. That's it. What about you, Cindy? When do you think that you fully felt like an adult? Well, I mean, it's hard to pinpoint the exact time, but when I, I left also my mother's house pretty fairly early and I've had multiple jobs. So I would say I had a slew of jobs, but when I became, when I got my nursing job is when I felt like, okay, this is like, I got my big girl job now, you know, I got my career now. So I think maybe in that process, I felt a little bit more grown up and, you know. Not not to interrupt you, but when you moved out of mom's house initially, you also had a pretty good job when you left and you were making pretty good money. Like, did you feel at that point like you were an adult or was it because you took a step backwards, quote unquote, that you feel like you weren't fully an adult at that moment in time? No, I didn't feel like I was an adult. I felt like I was a teenager with a good gig and... (laughs) (laughs) And I was making good money and I was able to party and and stuff like I kind of like lost everything and I had to like hit zero Start from scratch Start from all the way from scratch and then like I had to really dedicate myself to school and uh, dedicate myself to applying for this job Like the nursing job that I got I initially had to apply for a year to even get into the hospital as a tech And that was consistently every weekend so I think that once I got hired that kind of like oh my goodness this is my like this is a big girl job this is I'm like I'm doing things I'm making moves now even though I had been working all for, for a very long time that leads me to my next point and I'll go into a little bit of my coming of age story do you think that to be Fully, to have fully come of age means that you're financially independent, 100% financial. Like, does financial independence mean you've come of age? Like, can you, is it interchangeable? And the reason why I mention is because graduated college, I went out on my own for a while I had parental assistance helping me with an apartment. But then after that was done, I got my own place. In the process, I got laid off from my job. And so even though I felt like I had come of age and I was adulting and I had my own place, like Cindy, I had to go back to square one and I moved into mom's house. So I went from being an adult to like being back under my mother's roof, having to argue over cable and like the fact that I wanted internet and cable and and stuff and that was very like it brought me back it took away my power Mm -hmm. so that leads me to my question like do you think that being financially independent equates to being an adult is that is that what about yeah the people that are not breadwinners in their house are they adults because they're financially dependent on someone else I think from in my story, yeah, I think for me, I felt more like an adult when I had financial control. Independence, yeah. Yeah, because I was, no one else was responsible for me but me, you know, and that, that I feel like is the definition of being an adult, you know, no one's gonna, no one else is, is your backup. Obviously, you, you know, if you have a relationship or whatever, but they're not responsible for you, you know, mm-hmm. they're there to support you and love you but they're not responsible for you so at least in my case i think that is the the case anybody want to disagree with me cindy you were saying 
I was saying that I don't equate the two. So my being a getting my big girl job, um, I still had it, I still had my financial problems, and I didn't have my you know my ish together, if you will. It didn't come until I was in my big girl job for a few years that I was able to get my stuff together financially. You know what I mean to a place, but I still felt like an adult because I was um, in a career. And I was surrounded by professionals, and I actually had, you know, a, a professional license. Maybe if I would have gone straight to college and had a college degree, I would have felt that kind of kind of Sooner. esteem. Yeah, exactly. But I didn't. So being in that profession and having that degree and being amongst doctors and, and people that, you know, worked for years and years and years and just working side by side with them was a different kind of um, being an adult feeling. And, you know, and people taking you seriously. You know what I mean? Taking your advice, you know, when it comes to your work seriously. So that was a, um, a different, I don't equate the two. Financial independence later, it came a little bit later for me. So for Charlotte, financial independence was a big factor. For Cindy, it was more like reaching certain professional goals. Yeah. And I want to be clear, like, when I say financial independence, not mean that you don't have debt, but I do mean, like, you, you are the only one who is paying for your bills. I guess because I was out, uh, I was out, out of the house and I was paying for my bills for a very long time, you know what I mean, before I got my big girl job. You know, I probably became a nurse when I was, like, 23, 24, and I left the house when I was 17, so up until all that time, I couldn't fall back and rely on anybody else, you know, um, you know, so that's why I didn't equate the two as being an adult, and I had a lot of jobs, and I was still, you know, out partying and making mistakes, only when I took myself seriously did, other, did I feel like other people took me seriously, too, you yeah, know. that's a good point, like, yeah. you have to take yourself seriously. What about you, Josh, being that you feel like you're in this in-between phase, you know, is there something that you think that, okay, if I accomplish this or if I hit, you know, this criteria or goal, this would make me financial, uh, like, independent. Like, this would be you entering adulthood. Well, as I just want to say, I don't know if I mentioned that I'm 19 at the beginning when I introduced myself. So, um, I think for me, a big goal of mine was to have a job, financially support myself. And up to this point, I haven't had that opportunity and now that I have, I felt like, yes, I feel like that weight, I'm moving in a direction that is uh, financially secure. What I think I'm get gathering from all you guys are saying here is that it's kind of the journey of reaching financial security, because everyone needs to get there somehow, is the thing that makes you an adult. It's the trials and tribulations, tribulations right. that get you there. Right. It's not the actual reaching point that you know, makes you an adult, it's the... That's an excellent point. So that's why I think, I feel like I'm on that journey, and I'm headed into that direction, which is why I, I mentioned that at the beginning, but I don't feel like I'm there, 100% there yet. So I think getting this job, to me, felt like, all right, Joshua, you're on your way, you're, you know, you're getting to where you need to be. How about you, Maddie? For me, I don't know. I think it's a mixture of the both. Like, I think... Uh... Financial independence was important for me. But I also think, like, knowing that I can't, you know, I can't quit on myself. Kind of like, mm. there's a lot of things that, 
you just don't want to do but you have to do because you're an adult like you know and i feel Mm -hmm. like as a kid you know when you're a kid you have that mindset like well if i don't want to do it i don't want to do it and Mm -hmm. i think for me it was an attitude shift between these things are optional versus these things like i need to do and even there's adults like old as people that to me are like children that way because they don't man up and do what they have to do right and that could go back to financial independence i get it with the economy being the way it is a lot of people lost their jobs but i'm the type of person that if i lost my job i'll go to mcdonald's if i need to and work i will do whatever i need to do to make sure that my bills get paid and i don't fall behind Mm -hmm. but some people are just kind of like well like this happens to me so i have no control of my life life and I think for me it was like an attitude realizing that I'm the only person that can navigate my life that's very true is there anything that you can see coming now that you didn't as a kid is there any intuition or anything that you can spot from a mile away (laughs) from experience I think dealing with um, I think dealing with people in general and seeing their intentions, whether they're good or bad, sometimes mm-hmm. it takes a little bit. And I'm big on like street smarts, a little common sense. You know, when I was younger, I thought that everybody had their be- my best interests at heart, just like my family did. And then I soon realized that's not the case. And being able to spot that instantly now weeding out the bad people like i i don't really want to mess with you you know i don't want to talk to you You give me bad vibes and i don't want those energies rubbing off on me that kind of common sense comes with experience yeah anyone want to add to that um for me things that i can see coming now and things that i've just like uh, i've learned was being able to see where i need boundaries before i need them do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like anticipate the anticipate it, right? You meet somebody mm-hmm. or you walk into a, situ- a situation and it's inevitable, but you need to and you can see a situation coming, you can see like the storm brewing and you be able to anticipate it, put up those boundaries before it even happens. Mm-hmm. And so that way when it happens, you know, you're prepared. Um and that's something that I I think I've gotten a little bit better at. <sighs> yeah. Um, For me, I think it's the opposite. I think I grew up a very defensive child, you know, scared that people were going to hurt me because I was sensitive Mm -hmm. even uh, a lot of the time. So I think, yes, interacting with people, understanding that when people, knowing that to always be suspicious of people and seeing which type of people that I want to interact with and who I want to associate myself with, something that I've I've gotten better at that. I think a reason why I was so defensive because I couldn't tell the difference. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're in high school or you're just a young person in general, everyone's just trying to find themselves out. So there's kind of like a lot of, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of like bad chemistry a lot of the time with people. So I think growing up is is that like learning which type of people you want to be with, and I I've, I've learned that more and more. That's the kind of things you learn. I feel like I'm learning more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that wasn't in high school. I wouldn't. Well, for me, I guess, you know, now I'm in my mid-30s, so I feel like I've kind of been a couple years into my adulthood. I think for me, the, the thing I could see coming is I can anticipate people's perception of me ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So I'm on the like on the offensive as far as tailoring my image that I want to present. Like, for instance, I'm not an outgoing person. I'm not, I'm okay being 
to myself. Mm -hmm. But I understand that in certain situations, I need to be. I need to be. I need to be. Like, I just started a new job this week, and I need to be, you know, I need to introduce myself. I don't want to be a wallflower at this new place. So I am going out of my way to just be nice and introduce myself to people and put myself out there because I don't, just because my natural inclination is to be to myself doesn't mean that I have to go with that. Can step out of my comfort zone and be okay with it. And I think I learned a lot of that with my photography business too. Like I'm not, like I mentioned, I'm not an outgoing person. I'm not like a jokey, jokey person. But in order to get people comfortable in front of the camera, I have to talk to them. I have to be communicating with them constantly. Mm -hmm. So I can see that cause and effect. Like if I do this, this is going to be perceived. And, And so anyway, so I feel like I'm much better at navigating my image now that I'm older. Yeah. I feel like that would be a great topic for a podcast of how to able to how to be better able to control your self image and how to portray yourself at work and different situations well, and exactly. on social media cause that's I mean, a lot. you know like people would say like oh that's being fake but no it's not like I think that there comes a certain time in your adulthood where you do need to curate who you are like yeah. you're not gonna be a hundred percent like I don't know I, maybe can you miscon- can people uh-huh. can also misconstrue like if you if you're not a certain way people can misconstrue and think you're not someone who you are really mm-hmm. and so you want to if you're better able at you know catering a self self image then you can actually be more authentic you know mm-hmm. you can actually express it be- yourself better exactly and I, think, and, and I, I think that yeah you don't have to think of it like catering you know curating you can just show them a part of yourself because it's not it's not like that's not who you are it's not like you can be this person. exactly it's not like it's i don't enjoy it's not like i don't enjoy talking to people i just don't naturally gravitate to being center of attention like right. you know what i mean so it's not about not being your authentic self i think it's just more about being okay with portraying a different aspect of with yourself with reading the situation and and finding out what it calls and for. And acting accordingly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, not to divert too much from that topic. <laughs> <laughs> that would be another pod- to podcast coming in. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I guess one last question to wrap it up. When in your life did you feel like you were most controlled? Huh? When I was single and living on my single? own. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's so frustrating because actually it's funny. Now I've had a recent revelation that I I have a pet peeve in someone that's near my family that, you know, is a little controlling. And then I realized, you know what, I'm a little controlling too. You know, I like certain things a certain, and I didn't really notice that. And when I was single and living by myself, I can control my atmosphere. I can control what goes on in my house and how it gets done. But now that I live with my husband and it's not, I can't control everything he does. <laughs> I feel like recently a decision I made that control was maybe the going to therapy. That made me feel like I was like more in control of what my emotions and what I wanted to do. I felt like that was like you a step. Charge. Yeah, maybe taking a charge in my mental health. You know, it's funny you said that because I feel like when I felt most in control was when I was finally able to kind of overcome the, the weight thing. Uh And, like, work out. Because for me, my life, I feel like I'm pretty much in control of until it comes to Mm -hmm. my body. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I feel like that's been so much out of my control. 
And I mean, that's just a, a way of like a phrase. It's not out of my control, but again, it's just always feels like it feels that way. It feels that way. Mm-hmm. So I think when I was working out routinely and seeing results, like for me, that felt like I was in the most control right. because I don't know, I, I was doing things and I was seeing results. For me, I guess it's when I, I. I took control of like my my emotions, I, I guess. Um, and this is something that's like fairly fairly new, um, where like I saw myself going down a path, and and again, I guess this refers back to the previous point, being able to anticipate a situation and say, you know what, I don't. I, this doesn't have to be my reality. I can change this. I can every decision that I take, every moment that I breathe, I put my clothes on. I control it. I decide this. I decide. I decide my present life, and I don't have to be here anymore. Mm-hmm. And I decided to change it. You know, mm-hmm. and I think uh, my personality is very much like. Once I've made, we were just talking about this on the way over here, Josh and I. We were just talking about how I'm very much the kind of person. Once I've made a decision, I do it, and I and I feel like that's that's where my power comes from is from my decisions. And a lot of people don't agree with my decisions, but I that's the way my like that's how I choose to control my life with my you know with every decision that I make, and I make it for a reason. And you know I either learn a lesson from it or I don't, but I feel like that that's how I control it. and I feel more and more that's true to me mm-hmm. as I get older every every decision I t- make and the only thing that's changed is that I'm getting better at the long game you know mm-hmm. I guess like when I was younger I'd make decisions in the short game you know like the right now game and um, now I'm making decisions with my future in mind I'm thinking like 20 years down the road as opposed to like one year down the road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's the only thing that's changing for me. So yeah, I think that's that's when I feel most in control, when I have power to change my life. Another thing I'd like to add, I guess I'd like to put mm-hmm. a question in to yeah. you guys too. What was important to you as a child that's not important anymore? Oh, I have an answer for that. Parental parental approval. Parental approval. That's mine. Um, you know, um, I was uh, like a bright child and I always did really well in school and you know, I was always like my parents always mm-hmm, mm-hmm. kind of encouraged that in me. We're very proud of that part of me and you know, when I graduated college, you know, with my psych degree, and I wasn't exactly doing, you know, <laughs> I didn't become a lawyer like I originally said. Like, you know, you do feel like you let your parents down, you know? Yeah. Like, you didn't live up to your full potential. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, also, part of coming of age was letting that shit go. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I am my own person. I have to live my life for myself. And, you know, it's, it's, I'm not living it for my parents. And trying to communicate that to your parents also. Because I feel like I have this conversation with my, my like, our mother all of the time, you know? <laughs> like, all of the time this comes up. You kids never listen to my advice. If you just listened to me, you would do, you'd be doing this, this, and this now. And I tried to explain to her, Mom, that is your version of us. But... Mm-hmm. 
our like that doesn't have to be our the best version of myself. What if right now this is the best version of me, you know? Yeah. And this is you just have to accept your child as they are. And yes, you want something different for them, but you also have to love them for who they are. Yeah. And you know, just because we change our minds at the, the, the drop of a hat or, you know, we, we choose a different path than you want us to or whatever, that doesn't mean that we're less successful, you mm-hmm. know, or we're not happy or content. I said, what what is the end goal? What do you really want for us? You want us to be happy? Do you want you us to have a million rich? bucks? Like, what do you want? And she's like, no, I just want you to be happy. And I said, we're happy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, if you ask all of us, I'd, I'd say that we'd all say we're pretty content in our life. You know, we're going, we're uh, accomplishing the goals that we want to. If we haven't accomplished it, we're putting um, steps, steps towards, yeah, it. towards it. And, you know, we have each other. We have our fr- family, our friends, all of that. We're happy. So be happy for us. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think it's also like she needs to let that go too. Yeah, it's funny because <laughs> I was just, you know, you were saying that, and I was thinking of, like, even with Jonas, he's little, he's right, <laughs> yeah. but the doctor tells us, like, okay, he should have, when, the last visit that we went to, he was like, he should have five words that he's very comfortable with and familiar. I was looking up now, it should be, like, 10 or 20 words, and I'm like, Jonas doesn't have, like, five, you know? Yeah. He's got, like, maybe three or four, yeah. and as a parent, you're already, like, am I doing that now? you know like already even at this young age you're already like comparing your kids to the other kids and like are they where they need to be do i need to push him more and like part of me i try to remind myself like he is a very smart kid like he may not communicate verbally but he definitely has a lot of non-verbal cues yes he does and he understands everything so he gets it he's just gonna be a little slow to talk but i think as a parent you you forget that and i think it carries on into adulthood too Unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) How about you, Josh? I think it's a a slight tangent. Like, it's connected to this. Parents. (laughs) Yeah, it's like more like self-image, I feel like. I feel like I'm someone who's who gets embarrassed very easily mm-hmm. in like a very public setting and I think I'm kind of letting that go more and more and I think that's what was important to me but I didn't realize it was like I was trying to keep a self-image I didn't want to embarrass myself in front of people and that involves like putting yourself out there and I feel like growing up and becoming an adult I am letting that go that's not as important to me I'm not worried about you know looking good because you know sometimes like your worst fear can come alive and you'll just get up like you'll mm-hmm. get right back up because that's how life goes that's how I feel I just feel like I'm letting that part of myself go and I'm not worried about you know I don't cringe at the things like I used to like at past decisions or past things that I did like I used to so yeah it's awesome how about you Sin? Um, I think one thing as a child, um, I always had these like fantasies of being like wildly successful businesswoman (laughs) and you know, and I always go back to this because that was my dream. I used to have a little, um, composition notebook where I would clip pictures of like, you know, big stars. And I thought that I would one day become like, not a star as a celebrity, but like just someone so, you know, over the moon that, you know, is so great and accomplishing all these great things. But then I realize, you know, now that that's kind of silly, you can still be successful and not run a company because, you know, like, for instance, 
I, I always said I wanted to be a businesswoman, but those are probably not, I don't have entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial traits because I'm, you know, I like different things. And so, you know, I start a task and I may drop it, you know, but I'm a social butterfly and, and it's not to say that I haven't accomplished great feats in my life. You know what I'm saying? So that, as a child, I was like, you know, this is what the ultimate goal was. And now I don't think that necessarily is the ultimate goal for me. You know? Like, I know that, that the underlying of still being successful and this and that is always going to be there. But at the same time, there's different definitions of successful. Being a successful mom is, a, you know, is a wonderful thing. You know, being a, you know, a good nurse is a wonderful thing also. So, um, I don't think, you know, I have to be running like a, a multi-million dollar corporation to, to feel successful anymore. You, when you, when you, you have it, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, thank you guys. This was a really good discussion and yeah. I feel like it was a good intro to the podcast. Mm -hmm. I really hope we do keep exploring these topics of adulthood and, navigating um navigating just the life. murky waters of oh, life no. <laughs> so um so we, let's move on to the next segment i have bochinche yeah i have a lot of bochinche this week <laughs> <laughs> who wants to start who me well i mean not i i i did a one take so you'll hear my um pregnancy journey on you know the months zero to um zero to five but i think that um the only bochinche i have is we've started to paint the baby's room so that's really fun and i am getting ginormous and so <laughs> the latest bochinche it's like the baby iceberg like it's so big it's like a mountain it's like oh. i don't even know how to explain it i don't fit in anything like someone told me wear leggings and the leggings are tight on me so time you to know. go buy maternity yeah. stuff i know you were like oh hesitating but you got to you got to make it through the next couple of months <laughs> I know, and then that's the other thing. I have four more months to go, so it's like, oh my goodness, how much more can I take of this? So, um, but yeah, that's a bochinche. I'm so excited for the baby's room, and maybe we'll um take a picture and hopefully we can post it. I don't know if that's okay, but um, it yeah, it's my new working pro um, process. Um, <laughs> we can't wait to see it. Well, this week I started a new job, so I'm kind of like in the throes of that. The good thing is that it's in the same industry, so a lot of this stuff is familiar to me. But like being in a new new company, learning their way of doing things, yeah. meeting new people, it you know, it's definitely shaking things up for me. But <laughs> I have to say, I feel really good. I came into this with a kind of like a game plan and yeah. a take charge attitude. You know, I told myself, like, I'm going to be the person that I always... So, the, when I mentioned before about image, I think that when I was at my old employer, a lot of my image was like, oh, this girl's a worker bee. She's really, you know, she's... A, a, and I still am a worker bee, but I want people to see more than that. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I want them to see the leadership skills. And yeah. I want them to, you know, so part of that is looking the part. You know, dressing for the role, presenting myself, like I said, instead of being shy, right. putting myself out there, hello, you know, yes. and 
and having conversations and you know like I just feel like that I want people to see those qualities in me mm-hmm. so this is for me this is like my chance to kind of start fresh right Right. And see mm-hmm. where it goes, and and kind of put out those traits that I want people to recognize in me yeah. when they see, you know, when they talk about me behind my back. Right. <laughs> right. I want them to be like, you know, that girl is, you know, she's bright, she's polished, you know, she yeah. she's well spoken. So yeah, so that is the new thing for me. Um, another thing I wanted to share is that I was going crazy looking for clothes and that whole thing was stressing me out because I gained a lot of weight during my pregnancy. I haven't put it off. Like I I gained even more after the pregnancy. I was really stressing out because I really needed to find new clothes for this new job. Right. This was also kind of like a maturity thing because I think like in the past for me, the thing, and I think for a lot of women is to kind of like squeeze into your old size, a la buena, a la mala. Yeah. For better or worse. Even if it's not flattering, even Mm -hmm. if it doesn't look right or whatever. So this time I went to a plus size store. Uh And for some people that's kind of like an ego like oh like but for me it was like you know what I went there and I found so many clothes that actually fit me and it was like a relief I felt really great because I I feel like the clothes fit I look good I feel confident and it's like who cares what the tags say at this point it's like I'd rather wear the bigger size but that I feel comfortable in than trying to squeeze into something too small or clothes that are not cut for like a bigger, curvier size. And anyway, so that was a little mental maturity success story for me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because I spent like forever like going to Macy's and Lord and Taylor's and all this stuff and like just feeling really bad about myself. So I'm like, you know what, why am I trying to squeeze a uh, circle into a square peg. Like, let me just go where I need to go. Yeah, and <laughs> let me shop where I need to shop. And honestly, I do feel like it's. I feel a lot much better. And yeah. I feel like you even complimented yes, me on I my did. looks today. Yeah, so. You look great. <laughs> so anyway, that's my mochinche. How about you, Josh? Uh, my mochinche this week has to do with uh, me quitting my job at the oh, the grocery store. How did that, that go? It was interesting. It's been interesting because compare comparing my experience of working there to uh, to Maddie. Maddie got a bunch of money from her bosses. <laughs> Charlotte got a brand new laptop case, uh, laptop bag, and you know her friends took her out to dinner, had a nice time. Me, I was just I handed my note in. I was just like, bye. I'm like, I'm out of here. I cannot. Oh, you didn't give your two weeks. No, like- I didn't give my two weeks notice. But when I did, it was like. I don't know. I kind of like mic drop my <laughs> my envelope on the table, and I'm so excited to leave. You know, I'm excited to start. You know, this new chapter. But yeah, I don't know. I I, I quit a little bunch of jobs, but this one felt extra good <laughs> because I felt they've been this particular job has been very on top of me. Like when I were on on breaks, they would like like they would be suspiciously eyeing me like I'm stealing something or treating me a certain way, which I never really appreciated. Like, it's the first time I've ever experienced something like that. And so leaving this job for the first time felt like, yes, yes, this is, yes, I can't be here. I can't be working a job like this anymore. And so anyway. And to to an even brighter future, too. And a brighter future. So that's my bochincha this week. I'm happy I'm leaving. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) 
my god. Well, my mochincha is really about me leaving too, but I'm having like mixed feelings about all of it. You know, mm -hmm. I was I was really excited, and I when I had applied for the job, I you know. I felt like, you know, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm so ready for the change, and, mm -hmm. and I am. I still feel that way, but I also feel like I'm leaving such a great uh, team behind, you know? And, like, I guess the process of me leaving just really just enforced that. Like, I, had, I made so many good friends here and mentors and all of that. Um, and I, 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 I don't know, I feel sad that I'm leaving, you know? And then, like, the kind of job I'm leaving to is not one that I will be, I, yes, I will be working with a team, but I will be alone, you know, mm -hmm. I will be on my own. So all of those, you know, we used to have lunch together, you know, we'd have happy like all hours. these little happy hours, you know, there's all these little traditions that we used to do, we used to dress up for Halloween, and like whatever, just like stuff like that. I won't be a part of a team anymore, I'll be going, you know, coming in like ducking in and ducking out you know so um i'm a little sad about that so i don't know i i'm excited for this new job but i'm really really gonna miss my team and i i couldn't have asked for a better a better time you know a better place to start my career so like i'm so grateful for all of them and you know you'll still have those friends for life yeah. i mean mm -hmm. yeah. you may not see each other every day but you know yeah yeah, it's just gonna be a different. Kind you still of can show up at the happy hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but when I go there, I won't know the new people. I won't know the gossip. You know, it'll be like yeah, hearing it from afar, like oh. <laughs> so anyway, but yes, I'm excited. I'm excited about the new job, and hopefully this this is a stepping stone to where I want to go. So we'll see. Good. Yay. Yay. I mean, I think this is the awesome thing about this podcast. I'm really excited to start recording it. It's like everyone of us is in transition right now. Yeah, I know. That's so In true. one way, shape, or form. It's literally a new job. Mm -hmm. We all have traditional jobs, and Sydney's uh, moving towards the mommy job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? it was, we were just talking, we were talking about this before we, you know, we started the podcast, that it's crazy how all this stuff happened at the same time yeah. for all of us. Mm -hmm. So it's great. It is great because we'll have a lot to share. But anyway, thank you guys for tuning in to our first episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you rate us on iTunes yeah. because that would be great. And then we don't have an email yet, so I can't <laughs> share an email. But tune in next week and then we'll have all that information for you guys. So thanks for tuning in. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone.